hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends, as we run through the whole classic sitcom, episode by episode. I'm Michael. I'm joined with the mysterious woman who lives down the street and hasn't been out of the house in 22 years, and all of her clocks are stopped at the same time in every room, and she hasn't cleaned, and it's filled with cobwebs. Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey, Michael. That was that was a good one. It was rather Dickensian, wasn't it? I know. Mm. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Doing okay. Day three of seven podcasts in seven days. Is any fatigue setting in yet? No, I'm doing okay. You're doing all right? Yeah. We busted out the Friends drinking game for today's episode, and we're maybe going to record a couple more today. We'll, we'll see how we get on. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So far, so good. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Although we are lonely now, flying solo. Don't have no Hannah. No Hannah, but that was fun. It was real fun, wasn't it? To watch the show with another human in the room. Yeah. And this may be something we'll, we'll make more of a recurring recurring feature of. Yeah. Try and get a few more friends. Need one more, one more girl and two guys. <laughs> We've just finished the one with the jam. Season three. Episode 3, sadly not the 1980s British mod band. The Jam? Yeah. Love those guys. Was it The Jam or just Jam? They were The Jam. The Jam, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the city, you know. How's that go? In the city there's a thousand things I want to say to you. Or going underground. How's that go? Going underground, going underground. (laughs) Are those the same songs? Nope. That's entertainment. Mm. That's entertainment. That's entertainment. It sounds like they're trying to be crushing grunge and like football oh. chants. Ah, they're mod. Okay. They're mod. You just don't get it. Maybe not. You're not mod like me. <laughs> I guess not. The bitterest pill I ever swallowed. You like that one? Oh, I think I recognize mm-hmm. the sound of that. That's a good one. There's lots of good ones. They're a great band. All right, I'll have not, to incorporate them into my day. Not in this episode, unfortunately, but... Right. This is about real jam. Indeed, but we'll get to that all in good time. First of all, would you like a question? Yes. All right, hit the theme music. Ask Elizabeth, ask Elizabeth, ask Elizabeth, ask Elizabeth. Can't let you hang in there. I know, I was <laughs> yeah, waiting. I know you were. That first note, I was like, uh, okay. I want to see if you'd keep going. Guess I'm on my own. You were on your own for that one, mm. and you did quite well. I already did my singing for this episode. I guess so. Yeah. No one wants to hear your singing anymore anyways. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Today's question comes from me. I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. My question is, this episode sees a couple of embarrassing injuries occur to some characters... My question to you is, have you ever had an embarrassing injury? An embarrassing injury? Yeah. What's the most, like, or unusual, like, you've injured yourself doing something out of the ordinary? Well, I've been, I've been lucky enough to have never broken a bone. No. One of them, I, I was just an innocent bystander for. Mm-hmm. Shout out to one of my brothers. Mm-hmm. I was three years old. And looking in the freezer of, of sorts, I don't know, doing something in the freezer. And, and the freezer in our house is on the bottom. So the fridge is on top, freezer on the bottom. Well, that's madness. Well, that's just how it was. That's ridiculous. So I was obviously tall enough to be able to be all up in the freezer. Right. And so 
the freezer door was open. It was getting everyone's way. So my brother quickly closes it. And my finger remained inside the freezer. Oh, no. So I was... It was ripped right off. It wasn't ripped right off. It might, have well, it might as well have been. It was a really, really bad injury. And at three years old, I still remember it very, very clearly because it was very painful. I was rushed to the hospital. Were you? Mm-hmm. For that? Yes. I had to get stitches and I had to wear a cast called a butterfly cast. I remember them really? saying... Oh, oh yeah, it was bad. And your finger slammed in a door. Uh, it was like cut. It was. Yeah. It was like down to the bone. I'm surprised I didn't lose it. And when it was halfway, so Ooh, it was like half, okay, yeah. yeah, that's quite nasty. So it was like the middle knuckle. Yeah. And then the top I was part. Say, was all you like, needed to do was put it on ice, but uh, you know you're in the right place for <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds quite nasty. Oh uh, it, man. It sounded like just like because I've had like finger slammed in car doors and stuff before. No, it was like closed in it and like chunked off. Like, uh, it was, yeah, it was okay. not great. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, but nothing I've done as an idiot, like walking about or doing something, trying a trick and just failing at it. Okay. Mostly just been an innocent bystander. Just an innocent bystander. Yeah. Innocent victim. Yeah, victim. That's a better word. Mm-hmm. Hope he listens to this and feels horrible. I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> All right, good question. Well done, me. Good job, Michael. All right, so we have just finished the one with the jam, season three, episode three, first show on third of October, nineteen ninety-six. But to how many people? They um, went down again since the last episode, which was twenty-six point seven. So where where do you think we're at this time? Twenty-six point seven. Yeah, that was the last one. What do you think we're at this time? Twenty-five point eight. Ooh, twenty-five point two. Sorry, oh, man. off by one. So I'm wrong again. Wrong again. We can just quietly drop this game if you want. You're doing really bad at it now. Oh, no. Alright, so the episode opens with Chandler sitting in his living room reading when he hears what we can only assume is the all-too-familiar sound of bed springs going up and down in Joey's bedroom. You were confused by this. Innocent little me thought it was something else. You thought... Didn't you say you thought he was playing with a dog? Yeah, I thought it was like a squeaky toy. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, it was springs going up and down. And he's just sort of like, Presumably that's a noise that he's heard a lot. Because when he's by himself? Who? Joey? No. I mean, he has a lot of girls, so those bed springs are always going. Oh. I assumed he was by himself. Well, yes. The only noise we hear are the bed springs. Although I was thinking about this the other day, because Joey, he is like the sort of ladies' man, right? He's the sort of womanizer, gets all the girls. I think he's had fewer partners than anybody else. They just don't show it. Seasons, right? But it's kind of like assumed that he might have one night stands. He's all talk, though. You never see it. You never see a girl leaving in the morning, or like, who's he had? He's not had a serious girlfriend, and he's not really been on that many dates. Everyone has their. Time to shine, it seems. So it's just not Joey's yet. Like, he has his little stories, but... But they don't... See, you don't see him, like, with girls at all. Like no, it's maybe like, it's just... Imp- he is, like, the womanizer, but, like, you never see him with anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's funny. Like, Phoebe's had a couple of fellas in her life. You know, she's had David and... And uh, Chris Isaac and, you know, Monica had Richard and that young boy and... Oh, Lord. You know... Rachel's obviously had Paolo and Barry and Ross, and Ross has had Julie and Rachel. You know, it just seems Joey is like, even though he's got the rep, he's the one that isn't backing it up. I guess I can see that, yeah. 
I just, I don't know. Maybe they're thinking of him in the past few years or like, I don't know. Ever since they knew him, he's always been a ladies' man or something like that. So that never died. Yeah. Even though he might be in a dry spell or something. Yeah, I guess. So anyway, the the bed springs are creaking, so Chandler's just sort of like, oh, what's that noise? And then you hear Joey sort of scream, and then there's a large, there's like a bump. Something goes, woof, falls on the floor. So Chandler goes into the room, and he opens the door, and you only see, you don't see what happens inside of it. You see Chandler, and he's like, well, that's why your parents told you never to jump on your bed. <laughs> Off we go. Into a new opening. Into the opening. Which is still still taking some getting used to. I'm trying to pay more attention to the openings now. It's noticing at the end when um like right at the end they're all in the fountain and like it ends and it's there for you to do do and they all kinda like hulk up. Yeah. Like I noticed like Ross on the end, he's like I don't know if he's really committed to the Hulk up bit or if he's like really awkward and isn't sure how it's meant to look because he just looks like really intense and he's just sort of like, but he's like lifting his chin up. It's weird. Like, look uh, for I never, it next okay, time. I will. Yeah, it's weird. Huh. I think it's sweet. What is? Just them playing around in the fountain. Playing around in the fountain. I imagine that. that's like something that tourists might try to find. Like that fountain if they really love friends and they're in New York City. Yeah, they they do a whole bit on it in Kimmy Schmidt. Oh. Well, I have a really good memory, as you can see. Mm-hmm. So the episode opens, Joey's arm is in a sling from his antics. Mm-hmm. He's been to the doctor. Poor guy, looks like he did something to his left arm. I don't know, mm-hmm. sprained it or bruised the bone or well, something. Well, this is the funny thing. He This is a legit injury. I know, but I didn't realize that right away. No. Like, I figured, you know, oh, he'd have it because that's what just happened in the opening, so he'd have it for the whole show, or maybe he'd get I, it off at the end. Or... But then they don't, like, write it into the story. He just has it. So yeah. So that's a bit of a giveaway. But no, he, he has it for a few more episodes because he did legit injure, injure himself. Do you know how? Um, I, lo- I tried to look up into it because I, I wanted to make sure that it was a real injury. He injured it on set, and the only information I could get was he injured it on set attempting a sight gag. So... I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But he, he just got it from, like, goofing around on set by the sounds of it. Oh, man. Now they're like, oh, now we have to write this yeah. in, figure out how to... Yeah. Oh, man. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Monica is making a shitload of jam. She sure is. You you see the kitchen? There's fruit of all kinds spread out. There's jars everywhere. She has a huge pot on the stove cooking. Oh, man. She's going mm. for it. It's her way to, to deal mm-hmm. with the still sadness of her breakup. She's being proactive. Yes. She doesn't need a man. She's got her jam. Yes. She figured that'll distract her enough to, you know, bring her some some comfort, especially mm-hmm. since she loves to cook and maybe she can make new creations, sell them. Who knows? Do you like do you like a bit of jam? I do. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, I really like blueberry. Blue? Oh, no. I'm not so oh, good on blueberry. Oh, man. A simple strawberry jam is all I require. I like apple. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the ones with seeds. Like raspberry without oh, seeds, like, that'd be no, great. I quite like seedless. Oh, no. Uh, seed, seeded jam. It gets stuck in your molars, and then you're chewing on it for the rest uh, of the day, and well, then you're like, well, I'm going to have a cavity now. That's and... just part of the sacrifice of eating delicious, lovely jam. No, I would pick it out. Well, you can't pick it out. I, I would pick it you out. You can't. I, I'm telling you, you can't. No, I can't. I can do anything. No. I don't need no man. You can't do that. It wouldn't be worth it. What do you like to have jam on? What's your favorite thing to have jam on? Let's say our favorite thing to have jam on at the same time at the count of three. One, two, three. Toast! Toast. 
Oh, <laughs> that's a special moment right there. <laughs> but with butter underneath. Oh. Butter and no, butter, and, butter and jelly, as we. Oh, I don't mind. Here. But jelly and jam are two different things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, they are. Well, but in America, jelly isn't Jello. Jell- no, I know. We don't distinguish between the differences in the UK. Like we'll call jelly and jam just jam, and then what you call jello, we call jelly. People either say jam or jelly, and are talking about the same thing. It's just based on like my family. But there are jelly. Diff- but there are diff- there are differences. What are the differences, Michael? I don't. Ah uh, ha! We need to back that up with facts. Next episode, I'm coming. All right, we'll see. So Joey loves jam, which kind of takes the sting out of his arm being in a sling. He loves jam. He loves it. And that's basically his journey that he goes on for this episode. Yes. They needed something to do with him. Oh, okay. You're waiting for me. I get it. And you only need, you only need one arm to eat jam. Sure do. As my old nan used to say. <laughs> what uh, a woman. Yeah. Well, she was quite a woman. Um, so yeah, she's just trying to be proactive by making jam. Do you have any weird things that you do when you are getting over a breakup? Or over something that caused you pain? Uh, just drink, generally. <laughs> okay. Just drink and watch wrestling. That's about it. Much the same as what I do when I'm not dealing with I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Phoebe is being followed by some creep. He's doing a terrible job at trying to, like, follow her incognito. He is, like... He's, like, two steps behind her. <laughs> right. <laughs> terrible. And she's had it. You know, she insinuates that it's been happening for a while now. She's like, why are you following me? Did you recognize the creepy guy following her? No. No? Don't Should know? Should I have? Uh, I mean, it is a famous person of sorts. Okay, who is it? David Arquette. Oh, I, I recognize that name. Who's he married to? Courtney Cox. Oh, shit! (laughs) Not at this point, actually. They weren't married at this point. They did just star in Scream together, the horror movie which we've talked about on this show. They were both in Scream together, which came out about this time, October 1996. So I I... think it was probably some sort of publicity stunt. But They may have been dating at this point, but they do go on to get married. And are they still together today? I was just going to ask you that. Good question. Not sure. You know... I think so. I think they are. I can kind of see it. I would have never put them together, no. but... Well, that's... He's a goober. Is he a goober? Wow, look at him. Well, yeah, but that could just be his character. Like, I don't know him outside of this Well, the thing. way he acts in this is very much like his acting style. Okay. Do you so want he's to... a character actor, would you say? Eh... Uh... He hasn't acted an awful lot. He's more of a comedic actor. Okay. He does more comedy. He is also a former wrestling world heavyweight champion, Elizabeth. No. Yes, he is. What? What was his name? It, no, he was just David Arquette. Oh. So I, we don't really have time to get into it now, but there was a company called WCW, which was like the main competition to WWE. Uh-huh. And basically, David Arquette released a film called Ready to Rumble, which had a bunch of uh, WCW wrestlers in it. It was like a wrestling movie. And to help promote the film, they got him in to, like, 
he was on the wrestling show and they put him in a match and by massive fluke he won so he was like their champion oh wow he was like their top champion for he like good? no he was just like a scrawny little actor he just won by fluke it was like terrible oh, that's weird it was a really bad idea oh my goodness <laughs> anyway <laughs> we've gotten way off track um and i blame myself <laughs> so yes phoebe confronts this guy that's been following her played by david arquette the guy is like you don't return my calls blah, 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 blah. it is revealed that he has mistaken her for ursula yes this is a former squeeze of ursula who has broken it off with him and now he is like obsessed with her i was wondering when we'd hear from ursula again yeah I'm or never, mention of her never really a fan of hers or the idea of her I think Phoebe's backstory is just so fascinating. It is a little bit. So I like that. She is the only one with a proper backstory, but... You get a little bit of, of um, Ross and Monica. Yeah, I suppose so. So anyway, he's just like, oh, I'm such a loser, I can't even stalk the right person. Um, and Phoebe wants to help him. She's like, all right, I'll buy you a coffee, we'll, we'll, we'll talk this over. Because Phoebe's a good person. Also, I think she finds him a little endearing. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I mean, she's maybe she's looking for someone as well, and he already thinks she's attractive because obviously he's like smitten with her identical twin. Yeah, true. Yeah, she just wants to see what's going to happen. So, yeah, they go out for coffee. Okay. Would you do that? No, of course not. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. Chandler is seeking relationship advice from Ross and Rachel because they're experts at it now, they've got it down. Totally. Chandler needs some help. Uh, he's he's in some hot water with Janice because she asked him if she looked fat and he looked at her and said no. But that's a, a big no-no. It's just a reflex. You don't look, you just say no. Yeah. And that's the advice Ross and Rachel gave us. Like, you don't, you just answer, do I look fat? No. Is, th- is she prettier than me? No. The size matter? No. I think that's the one bit of good advice that Ross has ever given. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Chandler's like, oh, wow, you guys are, are really experts at this. What about, um, she wants to cuddle to go to sleep, um, and I, I need space. And, and Rachel's like, no, can't help you, because we like to cuddle to sleep. And then she leaves, and Ross is like, actually, no. And he teaches Chandler his patented, his patented... I don't know what just happened. <laughs> His patented um, hug and roll method. Hug for her, roll her away, and then you're roll back and you're fine. Are you a, a huggy sleeper? No. No? No. Okay, so do you think the hug and roll method is an effective one? Definitely. As long as they're asleep enough. Because, mm. like, wouldn't the hug, you hug them, then you, like, gently roll them away, wouldn't the hug wake them up a bit? Yeah. I feel like almost just rolling them away and moving on to freedom mm. would be good. True. I think also just having an honest and frank discussion about it might be quite helpful too, but yeah. What do I know? I don't know, Michael. You and your relationship status is just it's a little <laughs> tricky. <laughs> it's all right, someday. Pour me a scotch and stick the wrestling on. <laughs> Phoebe is telling the friends about this, this guy, Malcolm. It's revealed is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not keen on him. They don't like the sound of him. They think he sounds like a creep. And he does sound a bit like a creep. 
And Phoebe's sort of like, I don't know, he's kind of cute, he's kind of nice. And they're kind of like, oh, Phoebe, maybe it's not a good idea to get involved with this weirdo that's stalking your sister. I mean, she has a legit restraining order against him. Yeah. Which I don't know how good of a restraining order it was if he could get that close to her. Or what he thought was her. Like, isn't it typically like 500 feet? Can't get any closer than that? Yeah, but there's nothing stopping you from getting 500 feet. It's just a question that if you do, they can then call the police and you go to jail. Oh, I see. Like, it's not like... There's a dog collar on you that zaps you <laughs> if you get close enough. Yeah. But plus, like, he's following Phoebe, someone who doesn't know who he is, and she, like, notices him eventually. How how quickly would Ursula have spotted him when he's walking just, like, three feet behind him? Right. Just like... Ugh. So he's not the greatest at it. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Phoebe seems quite taken by him. She's flirting with disaster. She's playing a dangerous game, basically. I think so, too. Monica decides that she's not going to make any more jam. Choi is upset. He's devastated. She's got a new plan. What's her new plan? Babies. Babies. Yeah, need a bigger jar. (laughs) Good line. Oh, boy. She wants to have a baby instead. Yes, and everyone is kind of perplexed because mm-hmm. they're like well you're not with anybody like you're missing a vital piece but mm-hmm. she seems like she's got it all figured out yeah she talks about the fact that she's deciding to go to a sperm bank mm-hmm. and pick a donor and artificially be inseminated mm-hmm. raise a baby on her own that's her plan do you think she'd be a good single mom um i think she'd be a good mom i think that she'd probably be even better if she had a little more support oh, okay you could say the same for anyone, though. Yeah. More Like or less. being able to sleep once in a while mm-hmm. while the other person takes care of the baby. Well, I mean, she's clearly looked at Ross and been like, he makes it look real easy being a parent. I, I could do what Ross does. Which is nothing. See my kid one day or like a week. If that. Every now and again, you'll have him for a whole weekend. Ooh. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Father of the year right there. So yeah, she 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 just needs some swimmers. She doesn't need a man. She just needs the swimmers. Yeah, I think is how she puts it. I don't think any one of the friends gang thinks it's a good idea, just based no. on their facial expression. Mm-mm. This is uh, all about friends disagreeing with people's life choices. This I episode, I guess so. Yeah, isn't it? Phoebe is kind of trying to help Malcolm get over Ursula. He's like making him turn in all of his creepy stalking equipment, of which so he has a lot. He hands in his binoculars and his night vision goggles. And his notebook with all of the stuff in it, like his diary, tracking all of her movements. It's like, oh boy. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I'm not sure what she finds so endearing about this guy. I don't know. I don't know. The obsession, maybe? Like, wanting someone that bad Mm -hmm. can be a turn on to some people? So then he kind of, like, he makes a move on her. And they have a wee kiss. Good for them. I like how nonchalant Phoebe is about things like that. She's just like, oh, you want to kiss? Okay. Yeah. You know, she doesn't think about it. She no, just... I like that. Yeah, she's just... Uh, cool. Instead of being like, well, um, uh, okay, uh, I don't know. She's just mm-hmm. cool. She's great. Well, it leads to the question, would you Malcolm? <laughs> no. No? Would you David Arquette? I literally don't even remember what he looks like and we just watched the episode. <laughs> Fair enough. I know I know he's white and maybe has brown hair. Oh, you see I don't I don't really see people's skin colors, so I don't know. <laughs> if you showed me a picture of him, I could tell you 
Maybe more authentically. Maybe later. All right. We cut to Chandler in bed with Janice. They're about to fall asleep. She's like, good night, bingaling. Ooh. That is a cute nickname. Uh, no. You don't think so? Bingaling? Oh, it's pretty cute. Bingaling? Yeah. I think of like a boner. Well, true. I mean, <laughs> it is in reference to Chuck Berry's Dingaling song, which, of course, rest in peace, Chuck Berry, which is, of course, about his penis. So, yeah, yeah. that's what I think of. Oh, my Bingaling. Oh, Lord. And Bing he's like, bong. Huh? Bing bong. Bing bong. Oh, who's your friend that likes to play? Bing, Bing bong. bong. Bing bong. <laughs> what about um, Chandler's like, good night, Janice. You can't <laughs> think of one. Uh, let's see. What could. Janice. Jenny, Jem, Jem. I know, I was thinking like Jenny, J- or I have no idea. I'm horrible at this. I don't know. Is there a relationship named Jandler? Jandler or Janice? Yeah. Janice. Oh, but, but Janice sounds like Janice. Uh, yeah, and Jandler sounds like Chandler. That's the point of a couple's name. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you like better? don't know. Does it also make Ross and Rachel Rochel? <laughs> or Ross Ross <laughs> it would have to be Rochel <laughs> which is horrible yeah okay we're <laughs> good stuff so she falls asleep Chandler waits oh, all of five seconds before he tries the um, the hug and roll yeah Ross said wait until she has drifted off and then do it where she goes good night Ch-. what does he say bingling yeah and he's like okay good night tuck and roll or whatever rolling the hug and roll. Hug and roll, hug and roll. But we do get the return of Chandler's inner monologue, which we both enjoyed so much in the Blackout episodes. Yes. He he does well with an inner monologue. Mm-hmm. He is a neurotic guy. He's like, oh, freedom, yeah, because he does it. And then he's like, yes, freedom, except from this arm. And then he's like, all right, quick, like a band-aid, just quick, quick pull, quick pull. And he pulls his arm out from underneath her because it's stuck. And she rolls off the bed onto the floor. Such a horrible idea. You always got to do it slow. Yes. Yeah, or like slow to a point and then quick right at the end. Sudden movements in bed, I think, are going to lead to someone waking up pretty sharpish. Yeah. So she rolls off the bed and onto the floor. Yeah. Which obviously woke her up. I don't know how she didn't wake up before that, but whatever. It's a TV mm. show. There we go. Monica's looking at donors. Potential people to... Father her child? Yeah. Potential like seed bearers to um, stick up her... And make a baby. You can say the word, Michael. It's okay. Is it vagina. <laughs> it's a vagina. Yeah, so she has a bunch. She put up her whispering eye. <laughs> it means vagina. So she has different, I don't know, records of, of people that she can kind of choose from. So there's this person and has their height and weight mm-hmm. and their likes and their occupation and genetic history and things like that. Um, I was wondering if they were going to have pictures with them. You'd imagine you'd want to know so you'd know what your kid might look like. Yeah, but I think you have to maintain a certain amount of anonymity. Like, if you see their picture, you could bump into them, like, walking down the street and be like, hey, you're the father of my kid. I guess I remember um, the movie Baby Mama with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Mm -hmm. She went by pictures. Did she? Yeah. Yes, but you're clearly forgetting the classic Vince Vaughn movie, Delivery Man, where (laughs) he was not... He kept his... uh, his card's pretty close to his chest. Well, I guess the thing was, in Baby Mama, they they had her baby picture, and then this person that she, as a potential baby yeah. picture, and then they matched it to see what it would look like, which only shows what the baby would look like. It doesn't show what they're going to look like when they grow up. It could look like a 
Freaking well, hunchback in Notre Dame. You can't really predict that. No. So, mm. yeah, I, I guess, I, I assume there'd be pictures, but there weren't. So she was kind of going through them, and what did she find? She finds one that sounds eerily familiar. A 27-year-old actor of Italian descent from Queens with a large family, seven sisters. He's the only boy. Oh, it's Joey. Joey's it's Joey. made a deposit at the sperm bank. Yeah. Wow. He probably got 20 bucks for that. A working stiff. Good for him. Mm-hmm. He needs to make money somehow. Yep. Um, so, yes, there we, there we go with that. Phoebe is telling all of her friends that she kissed Malcolm. It's like, yeah, he's great. And they're all kind of like, mm, What? You should maybe be worried that he is was so obsessed with your sister for so long. Maybe you should um, tread carefully. Yeah. And she's like, what do you think I should do? And they're all like, you should probably follow him and see what he's doing. And she's like, yeah, okay, fine. Janice brings her baby to the coffee shop. Wow, we see Janice's baby. Yeah, cool. You forget that she's got a kid. Yes, you do. And she talks with Rachel. And she's got like her, she's got like a sprained wrist, basically. Her, her wrist is taped up. Yeah. Making this the second bed-related arm injury of the episode. I guess how weird is that? It's a little. She weird. couldn't have just had like a little like bruise or something. Yeah, I don't know. They probably had it written, and then Joey was trying his sight gag on set, uh, and they yes. had to kind of write it in. But anyway, um, Rachel's like, "What happened?" And she's like, "Oh, Chandler tried this stupid hug and roll thing that she that he learned from Ross." And then they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, hug Rachel does not know what she's talking about. She's found out about the old hug and roll. Phoebe follows um, David Arquette in the subway. Again, if you're going to follow someone that knows who you are, like private detectives can get as close to you as you want because you don't know that they're following you. Right. But like, if this person knows you, maybe like take a few steps back. Maybe wear sunglasses or a hat. Carry or... a newspaper. Yeah, something. Yeah. Not just there out in your She's weird like outfit. She's literally three steps behind. Yeah, just like he was. And he finds her and he's like, Oh, I can't believe you don't trust me. You're following me. And then just as he's giving her a lecture, who should walk by but Ursula. Ursula. Busted. Mm-hmm. So Phoebe's like, Oh, God, you're the worst. And so clearly like, he was still stalking yes, her. still stalking her. He's like, I couldn't quit cold turkey. I tried so hard. And she's like, okay, well, we can't see each other, but I am going to help you get over her. And then it's like, oh, you can stalk me for a while. Here I go. Off I go. Yes. Yeah, I think it became a little fetishy for her. Oh. That's what I think. Because she's like, oh, well, I don't know. You can just stalk me instead. Well, I think she's genuinely trying to help. I think like maybe no. their relationship was based off a fetish thing. But... Maybe, but I, I don't think she's genuinely trying to help. I think she... She has, like, a feud with Ursula all the time. I think she wants to win him. And, um, yeah, to kind of wrap up the episode, Monica is prepping to go off to the sperm bank to get some semen up her canal. I don't know. Why are you so weird about it? Millions of people do it every day, Michael. Yeah, okay, I guess. (laughs) Uh, This, um, Joey is, like, Joey doesn't, seem to judge her as much as anybody else does. He's just sort of like, oh, cool, good luck. You know, I always just pictured you with this big, tall, blonde guy called Hoyt, and you'd have three kids, and you'd have a pool, and and Monica kind of really gets into that kind of visit vision. She's sort of like, oh, yeah, and then he would wrap them in a big towel, and yeah, yeah blah, 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 blah. Um, 
And she's just sort of like, oh, I can't do this. I need the real thing. Yeah, Joey kind of helped her realize that without meaning to. Or did he? No, I don't think so. He's too dumb for that. <laughs> I actually thought, though, when they were talking and he was talking about like the intimate details of how this guy would be in their relationship, I, I honestly thought for five seconds, maybe three, that they would get together already oh. because he, like, he already has donated whatever, so they might just, like, he might just get her pregnant just to get her pregnant so she can have a baby. So she doesn't have to go through all that. Mm-hmm. And then it went away five seconds later. Yeah. But. So you didn't call it. I did not call it. No. So yes, he saves her from making this big monumental decision. Making her realize that, you know, it was about a month ago that she had about $127 in her bank account. And now she works in a diner. Uh, so maybe she shouldn't be dropping tens of thousands of dollars on this oh, procedure? I don't know. What, tens of thousands? How, no, no, it, no. It's expensive. It's no. got to be expensive. Not that expensive. You don't think? No. Really? Oh, I I would imagine it is. I really want to know how much it is. I'm sure we could probably look it up. If you know how much it would cost for a sperm donation, please let us know. For like the whole process. You're, is it artificial insemination? That's what it is, right? Yeah, a doctor will put it up in there for yeah, you. Yeah, the whole thing, like the procedure and the sperm, it like... Or maybe you can do it yourself. In Baby Mama, don't they talk about it being like $50,000 or something? That's for like a surrogate, though. Uh, is it? Uh-huh. And it's a little more intrusive because in Baby Mama, she takes her eggs out and then puts her, her inseminated egg into this person. Uh-huh. So it's not even this person's eggs. It's, okay. it's a whole different process. Fair enough. So yeah, it ends with Joey kind of comforting Monica, giving her a little one-armed hug. Yeah. And then, and then we go to the credits. You know, she's still finding her way. She wants a baby so badly. She'll, she'll do it. She'll get there. She'll get there. And in the end credits, Joey is talking about how nobody's taken any of his sperm. Nobody wants any of it. He hilariously gets jam all over his face. And then Ross comes in. He gets a frosty reception from Rachel because of the hug and roll thing. And so he goes over to Chandler and hits him with a paper and is like, Women talk, you idiot. We talked about this two episodes ago with the Princess Leia fantasy. Women tell each other everything. (laughs) Boof, boof, dumb Chandler. So true. And that ends the episode. It was a long ending, though. Like, after... Yeah, well, they had to wrap up two separate things. I guess. It was just just weird. I thought it was, like, a mistake, almost. Because it was so different. I guess not. Nope. So that was the one with the jam. What, right. what, what did you think of that one? It was fine. Yeah, just fine. Yeah. Like, still probably better than like 75% of the episodes from season one. <laughs> but. Yeah. I don't know. It was fine. Yeah. It wasn't, it was, no, the one where no one's ready. So far, season two is the best season for me. Well, that's the Dr. Richard Burke season. No, it's not because of Dr. Richard Burke. It's be- no. because of other things. So Your season three is no, slightly. Heart says yes. <laughs> It's been slightly underwhelming so far, but I know we're only three episodes in. Oh, we're gearing up, baby. All right. There's there's shit coming down the down the pipeline. All right. I'm excited for it then. The shit pipeline. Next up, Gross. we will be talking for the fourth day of seven podcasts in seven days, the one with the metaphorical tunnel. Yes. That's Wonderful. That's quite a mouthful. I know, metaphorical tunnel. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that one. 
<laughs> Who knows what could happen in that episode? I know. Let's not even speculate. <laughs> Thank you all very much for listening. This has been the Friends of the End podcast with Michael and Elizabeth. This show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and all other decent podcast playing places. If you want to help support the show, give us a follow on Twitter at FriendsPod. And you can leave us a nice rating and review at iTunes or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. And, of course, another great way of helping support the show is by telling a friend. Word of mouth helps us reach a bigger audience. So please, spread the word. Thanks, everybody. Elizabeth, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, friends. Episode four, halfway through the week. Let's do it. Hooray. Bye. Woo.